trial Looking for my revival Even if it takes a while I know you're coming through As sure as the sun will rise My God is going for me It's always in your time And I know I'm gonna see it You've always been here on time You're not ahead or behind Your love has never been late Your love has never been late I know you always will stay Faithful through all the my days Your love has never been late And it never sun will rise my god is coming for me it's always in your time and i know i'm gonna see the sun will rise my god is coming for me it's always
are God. God, you are God. Here I am. All your ways are pure. Every word that you say makes my path secure. Your promises are true. Yeah, you wrap around giving grace. Every sin removed. You're a fortress of goodness to run into. Who is there like you? Though my eyes, though my eyes have not seen, still my heart will believe. I am blessed. I am blessed. Lord, I know by your word you'll be faithful to me. I am blessed. Yes, I am. I am blessed. I believe. I believe you are all that you say you are. I believe you'll do all that you say you'll do. Your word is true. I trust you. I believe. I believe you are steady when I I believe that your mercy cannot be stopped. I won't be moved. I trust you. Yeah, yeah. I won't be moved. I trust you. Yes, I trust you, Lord. Oh. God, you are good. God, you are good, you are truth, and you never lie. Your word is for sure, you don't change your mind. There's no shadow in you. Oh, you don't speak, you don't speak in vain. What you say, it is never lost. Hey, your promise unbroken, no matter cost there is none like you though my eyes though my eyes have not seen still my heart will believe I am blessed yes I am I am blessed Lord I know by your word you'll be faithful to me I am blessed yes I am I am blessed say you are I believe you'll do all that you say you'll do your word is true I trust you and I believe I believe you are steady when I am not I believe that your mercy cannot be stopped I won't be just you, yeah. I won't be moved. I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. I trust you. God of my salvation. 
God of my salvation. Oh, let's declare this this morning. Though my eyes have not seen, though my eyes have not seen, still my heart will believe. I am blessed. I am blessed. But I know by your word you'll be faithful to me. I am blessed. Yeah, I am blessed. Though my eyes have not, though my eyes have not seen, still my heart will believe. I am blessed. Yes, I am. I am blessed.
Say. Mm-hmm. 
and I long to sing your song wherever this life takes me I know I'm where I belong and I long to sing your praises I long to sing your song wherever this life takes me I know where I belong mm -hmm. bless the Lord on my soul oh my soul Worship His only name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship Your name. I will worship Your only
Home Church Network. I'm excited to be back with you today. We've spent this whole month talking about um, our need for one another, doing the series called I Need You. Uh, if you haven't heard the other three sermons on this, or the other three talks, you can go back and listen to those. Um, they, they're all very good. And it brings us up to today. What I want to talk about is our, our common unity or a need for community. What is the common unity for us? I want to read to you from Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and uh, through 29. It says this, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God. For in Christ Jesus you are all, all, all sons of God. Through faith, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Now, this is a very 
powerful statement that I believe in the noise and the confusion of some of today's crusades is getting lost. This really is biblical race theology. This is about us all who are in Christ being one. This is, this is a level of oneness that I think we are missing out if we don't understand how Christ sees us all and how important we all are. Not losing our individuality, but coming together as one in our uh, individuality. In doing so, we realize we are the church. We are us. We are, as the body of Christ, one. And in doing so, in understanding that, we must embrace our diversity. We, we are male and female. We are black. We are white. We are brown. We are all many colors, many backgrounds, many makeups, many stories, but yet still in Christ. If we are in Christ, we are one. And uh, when we uh, realize that, it brings us into a whole new level of understanding of community, our common unity, that in Christ there is for us a unity and a oneness to be had. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. And we're praying that what is going on in heaven, let that go on in earth. What is happening in heaven, let it happen on earth. What heaven is like, we're praying let the earth look like. We're literally praying that heaven should invade earth and that earth should look like heaven. His church on earth should look like heaven. Now hear that again. His church on earth, his body should look like heaven. So what does heaven look like? Well, I, I, I can't tell you that I know everything about heaven or even begin to understand. I, I've seen movies, read books. I've heard things. I've read stuff in the, in, in the uh, Bible. I've heard other people's testimonies. I don't know. But what I can tell you for sure is heaven surely isn't segregated. I can tell you for sure there isn't a Baptist heaven or Methodist heaven or an Episcopal heaven. I can tell you that there isn't a charismatic or Pentecostal heaven. There isn't a male heaven or a female heaven. There isn't a, a, a black heaven or a white heaven or a brown heaven or any other d d d segregated heaven. I know that for sure that, that what we want here on on earth is heaven, what it looks like in heaven. And we must contend in prayer for what God desires. I believe God desires oneness in his body. It was his design. And as his body, we are his body. And as his body, he wants oneness. Listen to what Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 says. Again, I want to read uh, what we read in, in the first week, but I want to add a few scriptures to it. I therefore, a prisoner for, for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with all patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, and one spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Listen to all that oneness 
and that all wholeness, that, that is who we are. One body, one Father, one Lord, one hope. There's just one. And we are one in the Spirit, in Christ. And, and we must pray into that oneness and we must work to see it manifested in the natural realm. Again, when we pray heaven, like, like heaven, be it on earth. As it is in heaven, Lord, let it be in earth. And so we know that, that it is already so in heaven, and now heaven must invade earth. And I believe heaven is invading earth through us, through our random acts of kindness, through our love for one another, through our obedience to the scripture, through our desire to know him, through our desire to love one another. And um, I believe if heaven is going to invade earth, we're just the ones to do it. That wherever you are joining us from, wherever you live, you can be a part of letting heaven invade earth. So I said we must contend, and by that I mean we must pray into this and pray for this. But I don't believe we just pray about it. I believe the church has used prayer uh, at times as a hiding place. Now, remember in the first day we talked about they devoted themselves to prayer. We need to be devoted to prayer. But I believe true prayer, when you're communicating with God, will lead you to action. When you are truly, intimately acquainted with God in prayer, you're going to often hear him say, now here's what I want you to do to help solve that. Listen, if something bugs you and you take it to prayer, be prepared because you may be the answer to that prayer. God may speak to you about things he wants you to do to be an answer. And I believe we can do something. I believe one friendship at a time. I believe one relationship at a time. I believe one family member at a time. I believe we can work and find unity against all that tries to divide us and all the things that try to separate us and the things that seek to splinter the work of the kingdom of heaven. I believe we can find unity. I think we have to trust God to give us the plans and strategies that will break down years of injustice and will break down years of prejudice. I believe that there are lies and there are hurts and there are pains that people live under. And you can't just say it doesn't exist. If I have hurt, whether you understand that hurt or not, it's legitimate to me. And for you to tell somebody they shouldn't be hurt, they shouldn't have been wounded by lies, or they shouldn't have been wounded by someone else's actions, that doesn't take the pain of it away. But I believe if we pray, God will give us strategies to help people find heart healing. I believe we have already been given significant work that we can help one another in. You're going to have to be in fellowship. You're going to have to be in relationship. You're going to have to admit that you need heart healing. I had to admit I needed heart healing. And in so admitting that and opening myself up to it, was able to find it and still learning to walk in it. I believe that we can contend together for strategies for God to show us his will on earth and to keep teaching us and leading us in it. It, it may be a mountain. Listen, I, 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 it is frustrating sometimes to hear people say, do you really think you can make a difference? 
I know that the kingdom of heaven has already made a difference. I know it is invading earth and I know the kingdom of heaven will win. And ultimately our high priest of heaven, the king of heaven will put his foot on earth and establish his kingdom fully. And yes, he will win. I believe he has already defeated death, hell and the grave. And I believe God is establishing his kingdom as he said to Jesus, Sit here while I make the earth your footstool, while I make your enemies the footstool. So I know God's doing it, and I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. We have authority here on earth to make a difference. It may seem like a mountain we're facing, but we have the power to make a difference. We must contend if we want to see a breakthrough in this area. There has to be a change in thinking. There has to be a change in the way some people treat women in ministry. There has to be a way. There's such archaic beliefs toward women in ministry. There's such archaic beliefs uh, toward blacks and whites worshiping together. When I still hear people speak of black music or white music or black worship or white worship or hear people uh, say that the, the races shouldn't mix or mingle, what do you think is going to happen in heaven? As it is in heaven, so be on earth. Folks, there is not a black worship and a white worship. There is worship to our God. And there are hearts that are pure when we begin to worship God, not caring what color the leader is, not caring what color the writer of the song was, only caring that God has brought us together to worship him. Not caring if there's a female leading me in worship or if there's a male leading me in worship. It doesn't matter. There, there are uh, still, there is, is racial division in the church that must be dealt with. And, and there has to be change in our thinking if we want to see Christ and the unity, that oneness that Christ prayed for us to have. And if we expect to see that unity that Jesus prayed for the world to have, then we have to do the work. Uh, there, there may be a long history over our region. Maybe the region you live in has, like ours does here, a long region of racial division. And, and though many strides have been made, we know that in some churches there's still a culture of whites and blacks should not uh, do church together. There's a, still a culture in some churches and, and a belief that women cannot do ministry. Although even in those churches, women still carry the weight of ministry. Oh man, the hypocrisy with which you all speak in those churches when you say women can't do stuff. When women, like the church I grew up in, carried all the teaching of and the training of the we ones who were the future church. Man, um, the, everyone must look and act a certain way by some people's rules in order to play church games. And I'm saying that thinking has to go. And listen, Legacy Home Church, network and, and legacy church, if any of you are tuning in, please don't think that you have all your thoughts in order or pure because Holy Spirit will wreck you. He will come and expose things that you are believing that are not true. He will come and expose. If you will ask him, if you'll pray that simple prayer from the Psalm, Psalm 139, search my heart, Psalm 119, it's in there. It's in the Psalms. Search my heart and know my anxious thoughts. You know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way, any bent way. When you begin to pray and be honest, Lord, expose anything in me that I have believed, any prejudice, any bigotry, any 
any injustice that I've overlooked, any place that I have reasoned away or spiritualized, would you expose it? And when you ask him to do that, he will do it. He will. If you keep your heart open, he will break off lies. Listen, we must break off all the lies off of us and off of our churches if we want to walk in everything Christ has called us to walk in. We can do the work to walk in unity. We can walk in that unity that Christ died for us to have. I believe we must learn to to confront the brutal facts. We must acknowledge the elephant in the room. We must acknowledge the prejudice in our church and and in 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 our own hearts. We must deal with it. If anyone in our leadership if anyone in our staff or even membership does not have a desire for diversity on all fronts, then who are we kidding? We're kidding ourselves to think we'll walk in unity if there's any level. And so I'm praying for us, for all of us, for all of Legacy Church, for Legacy Home Church Network, for all our staff and all of our leaders. Lord, root it out. If there is any anything in us that is not of you. If there's anything in us in the way we see each other, if there's any judgment or prejudgment or predisposition to judge in a certain way, anything that we were trained or taught that is not right, Lord, set us free. Because Romans 12, 4 through 5 makes it clear. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So this oneness that Christ has given us as a body is already a done deal. We're already one in Christ. However, learning to walk in it, in this unity, is another issue. It's kind of like a toddler. I've loved watching our grandkids, our kids, Uh, to our kids when they learn to walk. I'm sorry, I don't really remember that. I'm getting to relive it though now with our grandkids. And I love watching them walk. They're a little like Buzz Lightyear. It's not necessarily walking. It's more like graceful falling like Buzz when he was learning to fly. Not necessarily flying, it's graceful falling. But they're learning and they're falling forward. I love it that when, when the kids first started learning to walk, when their hands don't really know what to do and they're trying to balance themselves. It's, it's so like that with the body of Christ. When a toddler is learning to walk, some of the, 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 the limbs want to go one way and, and, and the head leans forward to start and there's a graceful kind of until boom. But it, some of the parts don't know or don't seem to get it and they don't seem to function yet. Legs are wobbly and they start trying to walk forward. Legs frail about as they try to keep balance and then they they topple, they wobble as they try to gain their balance and they're trying to learn to move forward. Beloved, I believe this is where the church is at right now. I believe we're trying to gain our balance and we're trying to move forward. And I believe as we grow up into Christ and as we as we learn to to walk together that we will find our balance. It will take time. But eventually, just like a toddler, I believe we will become coordinated. Just like that toddler becomes coordinated and deliberately walks forward. It may be some deliberate work for us to walk forward. It may take some time for us to accomplish this. But I believe that we can walk forward. 
Let me leave you with a thought. Why does it seem that Jesus always, when he was going to tell a parable, pick somebody that would irritate you to teach a lesson? Why is it that to the Jews, when he's trying to teach them something, he didn't pick somebody they liked, but rather he picked a Samaritan and told a parable calling him a good Samaritan? To the Jews, there were no good Samaritans. And now you're going to use a Samaritan to teach me? Why is it to irritate uh, the, the priest and the Levites and the, 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 the leaders? He would tell a story about a woman who was righteous. A woman righteous? Look at these men. They're the ones who are the righteous men and they're the ones in the kingdom and Jesus uses a woman. Tell me this. Why would Jesus tell parables and use somebody that you would not like? I'm going to tell you why. Because Jesus loved getting under our skin. He still does. He still loves using people in our lives to help us grow. Listen, He knows the prejudices in our heart. He knows the places where we're struggling in our hearts to look like heaven. He knows the things, whether it's an issue that you just don't like one class of people, one style of people, you don't like some things people do, or maybe you just don't like people at all. He sees that and he wants to set you free from that and help you walk in love and in unity. Because let me tell you something, we at, at Legacy will not just tolerate. We will not just tolerate diversity. We will celebrate diversity. Hear me say that. Legacy Church will always celebrate diversity in all areas. I will unapologetically let a woman stand and teach people. Get over it. I will unapologetically let different races stand in the pulpit and preach. I will unapologetically let people of all ages, race, creeds, colors, I will let people tell their story. We will walk together. And this is not just me. This is what Pastor Melinda, this is what our staff, this is what all the people who have the heartbeat of what Legacy is doing. We believe that we're called to see the racial walls fall down, the barriers, whatever barriers. We won't just tolerate it. We will celebrate it. We will celebrate the freedom and the diversity God has given us. It seems that Jesus wanted to purposefully irritate or provoke us to thought. And I want this talk today to provoke you to thought. What area of community do you feel Holy Spirit challenging you to to get your heart right in or challenging you to, to work on? I just want to tell you, we can learn to walk together in unity. We need each other in order to do this. Let's get this right. I believe this is the day of our visitation, church. We can get this right and show the world what a united body looks like. Let's do it. Let's celebrate one another and let's do it.